1: Everybody and welcome yes. back to no other pod. Even if it is not a victory pod, unfortunately, our run came to an end, and it wasn't a victory pod this week. But you know what? It's okay. We're back every week as we are. He's Dan, and I'm Jimmy. Dan, tell me, my friend, what is going on?
2: Well, not a victory pod, that's for sure. It's piss pod. All right, it's piss pod. And uh, piss pod. Okay. Yep. That just means it's bad, man. Hashtag piss pod tm. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I was telling we were talking about this. We're like, oh, guess we're going to talk about this Portland game. You know, maybe all the season's all but over. Uh, it, it's really hard, harder than usual for me, to be uh, optimistic right now. But other than that,
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Despite us not winning against Portland, we, as a podcast, did get a new review this week. So that's kind of cool. So, you and I are winning. So, that's a big time victory. I think victory. we should uh, read that one.
2: Dude, it's uh. at first I thought it said Mr. Bubble Ghost, but it actually says me.bubbleghost. <laughs> but I'm going to say it's Mr. Bubble <laughs> Ghost because that sounds awesome. Because you remember Mr. Bubble? Uh, little bubbles uh, in your bathtub? It's good times. I do. I was like, why is this Mr. in the bath with me? Like Stranger Danger. Uh, sorry. I'm <laughs> just go, <laughs> oh going on God. tangents here. <laughs> Okay, oh, so Mr. Bubblego said, love the show, five stars. I'm a longtime fan of SKC, but live in Pennsylvania, so it's always been a bit of a struggle to get coverage of all things SKC. I recently started listening to the pod and have loved it. I love that it is professional and high quality, but you guys are laid <laughs> back and not afraid to make jokes or question decisions. Needless to say, if this pod pulled a Johan and disappeared on us, I would be quite upset. Keep up the good work. Do. Bubble Ghost,
1: thank you. That's high praise. My uh, my working theory is Mr. Bubble Ghost is Christian Pulisic because yeah. he's from Pennsylvania. Absolutely. So
2: definitely has to be. He's, he listens to our uh, twice a year USMNT conversations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was in Pennsylvania this week visiting home. I saw on Twitter, so I think he was like, "Yeah, I live in Pennsylvania, and I, I listen to no other pods." So, thank you, Christian Pulisic, for oh, listening. That's funny so no <laughs> that's good <laughs> whoever uh, that's good to get a review makes yeah. you feel
2: nice makes you feel like you're you're touching some lives uh not in the way mr bubble touched me but uh you're
1: touching people Oh my god you know <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I don't, not sorry. I don't, I'm not sorry i'm not sorry i don't know i don't know where to go <laughs> um
2: <laughs>
1: we don't have to talk about the game but,
2: uh, we can just make lewd humor
1: yeah that's uh i i you know i yeah, <laughs> yeah no. i'm at a i'm at a loss for words um <laughs> reel me back reel me I back do, in I, we're gonna reel back in i do think we are gonna talk about the game a little bit you know we we might not go half an hour on the game but you know we're gonna talk about it and what went wrong and 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 sort of where mm. sporting goes from here if if the season is done or maybe or i sniff too much gasoline but, um, is that a thing that you do on a regular basis? Yeah, on the rig. You shouldn't do that.
2: No, when you ever mow the lawn though and spill gas on your hands, you're gonna smell it. You're gonna
1: smell it. I do not because we have an electric lawnmower.
2: What are you doing, saving the environment for everybody?
1: I'm trying, man. Well, I have an electric
2: Rainforest weed eater, on fire. and that'll cut your damn legs up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a we have an electric little little weed eater well, too, that's too. But bad. yeah, electric lawnmower is where it's at. You don't Just know the joys. Plug it in, charge it up.
2: Of smelling the gasoline. Okay. Fair enough. I, I even went to my wife. I was like, hey, smell my hands. She's like, I will
1: not, druggy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how you get addicted. Gasoline, the gateway drug. No, I don't know. Um, Fair enough. I don't like the smell of gas. Really? Even like, at gas stations, I, I don't like it. No. I dig it, man. And if it no. spills, I'm just like, oopsies. <laughs> no. I mean, if you were to take me back to like second grade me and you get the rubber cement, now we're talking. Oh, the rubber cement. But, I know. killed many a brain
2: cells on the rubber cement. <laughs> sometimes uh, i glue my I hands together and then put my nose between my hands but then it starts drying and you kind
1: of play with it and, and between yep. your fingers and, and then i'm like oh i'm fucked yeah.
2: i glue my i glue my hands together what am i
1: doing <laughs> <laughs> great times i ruined it um simpler times um <laughs> yeah anyway let's uh let, let's t- before we we jump into the game there was a, a little bit of uh of, of sporting kc news that that came out um after we recorded last week but before the game um, i don't right. believe we, we touched on felipe hernandez was was signed um 21 year old uh, felipe hernandez signed as the club's 12th homegrown player in team history um, that's cool dude's a baller man dude's been slinging it for spr yeah and this is kind of cool because um uh, the club put out that Uh, Hernandez is the first ever sporting player to go from Academy Affiliate Club, which is what your boy Brennan, he's sort of in charge of those, to Sporting KC Academy, to Swope Park, and then eventually to the senior team. So this is the first player who has gone through the entire cycle as Peter envisions it. It's kind of cool. So... That's
2: very cool. Like, he did the pathway, man. It wasn't just Academy to Swope to Sporting. It was one more step. And uh, pretty cool little like 10 minute interview, little press conference with him and Peter. And uh, something that really stood out to me about that was that Peter was like, you know, he didn't, you know, he saw a lot of other kids get signed before him, uh, some younger than him. And he could have easily been like, oh, I have way more talent than them. And he could have quit, could have put his head down, you know, and, and gave up. But he stayed in. He put in the work made good things happen, man. He stayed true to the process and that, uh, shows that the dude really wants to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, he started 22 of 23 appearances with Swap Park and, and this year he's, he's scored a team best eight goals and had three assists to go with it. So, um, and you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see him come in there and, and sign the contract. Um, you know, and, and when they asked him at the press conference you were talking about, you know, about the progression from the affiliates to the academy to SPR and now eventually the sporting, you know, he's like, I've been playing in the same system as the first team, both with the academy and with the Rangers. So it's just a natural progression. Um, and that's that's what P- Peter's vision is. I mean, they, there is a style that Peter implements at Sporting KC, sometimes to a fault when he you know won't adjust tactically but you know there is a, a style that has traditionally worked very well for sporting and he's got young kids learning it at a young age and and it's going to be implemented in them for years as they continue to pro- to progress and so Felipe Hernandez is just the uh the first uh, step into whatever the next generation of sporting KC player looks like so it's pretty cool I, I think that's
2: awesome and and I'll tell you this there's uh th- there's so many different avenues to get your Sporting KC uh news by the way i mean you could even you could listen to extra time radio you could listen to the sporting kc show uh, uh there's there's you know 610 sports does like this nutmeg podcast where they interview a player every week we'll get this dude a week or two ago they talked to Jean luca busio and it, it, it kind of amazed me he was kind of quizzing Jean luca about peter and it's it's kind of crazy how much these young players probably don't know a damn thing about Peter because Busio didn't even know Peter played in a World Cup. Uh, oh he my kinda, god! No, he kind of laughed at the idea when he said that Vermees was on the 1989 uh, futsal World Cup team or something like that, <laughs> and Busio was like, "Futsal? What the heck?" Uh, and he's like, "Of course you you probably know he was Defender of the Year in 2000." He's like, "Yeah, that's all over pinnacle." <laughs>
1: but it's uh, a Peter outside
2: well yeah i'm like how do you know how do you not know that your coach played in a world cup i mean i guess peter's not like hey welcome to practice i'm peter for i played in a world cup uh we're gonna run these drills today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i thought it was kind of funny though because if you're a young kid you're you're not gonna go have a conversation with peter about his time overseas at all you know or his hungarian heritage you're not gonna get into that so uh, very no. very fun fun little tidbit there
1: well it is interesting it'll be um you know i, I think peter does a pretty good job of uh sort of r- relating to his players mostly but you're right i mean some of these kids just you know they're so young at this point they have no idea sort of the the success as a player um it's it's just it's kind of funny that all they know him for is is being a coach it reminds me of uh you know We're we're not a basketball podcast, but I was listening to a podcast about the NBA the other day, and um, they were talking about Pat Riley, who is the president of the Miami Heat, and you know he was a legendary coach, um, now executive. um, You know, won a ton of championships with you know the the Lakers and and the Heat and whatnot. But they were saying that players now are so young that they don't even remember he was this legendary coach. They just know him as this executive. They they don't even remember that he ever. Actually, was on the court coaching, and and it's kind of the same thing, I guess. With with Peter Vermees, is they don't know of him much as a player. Don't know that hey, yeah, your coach represented your country at a World Cup. That's that's crazy. That's not something hey, that every MLS club has.
2: The man so. still got the skills, though. I mean, he could still uh, he could still do a little one-two and get around you. I'm sure.
1: Oh, I bet, and I'm sure he he loves to do it every, every once in a while. Just remind these kids, you know, put them in their place a little bit. Like, I yep. still got oh hey it. maybe not 90 uh, minutes speaking but of a, <laughs> I got it
2: exactly uh speaking of little one two action by the way so Brennan uh who's who's with the academy affiliate and, and does those camps for SKc he plays uh I got I roped him into playing on my team right and there you go we had we had a little one two action man he passed it to me right in the midfield right around the center circle and I gave it right back to him he sent a through pass for our guy Nick up top, Nick takes a couple touches, slots at home. Uh, do I get the secondary assist on that? I think I might. On MLS Soccer dot com, you would. I mean, I think I absolutely so get the go. second second assist. And Brennan's like, Coos, good one too," and I was like, "Secondary assist, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I I said one two. I had to toot that little horn there. So toot toot.
1: There you go. You, I mean, it's look, the gasoline. They're gonna have to. are <laughs> gonna need to sign you for the. Senior squad, if we get these FIFA international breaks again, no, let's um, not get
2: crazy. I'm good for 15 minutes till my hip starts hurting. All right, old man River over here.
1: <laughs> well, let's uh let's talk about this game a little bit. Um, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, as much as we we don't really want to, um, I did want to we, H- halfway yeah. through
2: the game, I definitely wanted to,
1: 80, 80 minutes into the game, kind of wanted to, but um, sure, 80, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this, this one we knew was going to be weird because of all of the international absences that we talked about. Um, I think the lineup was about what we expected. I mean, we called the fact that oh, yeah, Fontes would probably get back in the 18. We also called the fact that Johan would not. Um, Gerso and Daniel on the wings, we called that jerry someone and daniel on the wings yep we we, we might pretty be much the first time we ever called a lineup it. correctly by the way <laughs> yeah yeah i mean peter listened to the pod and he was like oh that's you know it's a good idea should do that and they know they what lost, they're talking so about so yeah maybe he should not listen to us anymore um <laughs> but you know portland wasn't at full strength either um you mm-hmm. know they 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 didn't have sebastian blanco they had Brian Fernandez on the bench. They kind of had Diego Valeri almost playing like a false nine type thing. So it it, it was a little odd. Um, definitely a winnable game for Sporting KC, despite the fact that it was on the road. Um, but, I mean, if you look at statistically, Portland outpossessed Sporting KC 60-40, which very rarely happens. They outshot Sporting KC 17-10. Although Sporting had one more shot on target. Um, You know, Portland's a tough place to play. Um, I I, I don't know. So give me, we'll go through some of the highlights here, but what were your sort of like overall impressions of the match um, as as you watched this one unfold?
2: My first impressions?
1: First and pro- Overall, like you sort of as you were going through this game, sort of what's what's going on in your mind, you know, as as this one's unfolding, and it's and it's looking like we might get a result until the last ten minutes.
2: Well, you're thinking things are going pretty well. I mean, if you you get to halftime, you know, uh, uh, with with that score and you haven't let them score yet, things are feeling good, and and I I don't know where it went wrong. I mean, we've seen this happen time and time again this year man maybe what four or five times where they get this last minute goal and we lose points and it's just been the story of the season so what i'm thinking is god when you go up one nothing with with benny's absolute pass of a shot (laughs) (laughs) which was awesome that he called it at the end by the way he was like no i was not shooting that's hilarious that you would think that uh so we're on to you bs the podcast on twitter when they're like was it a cross was it a shot <laughs> tune in tomorrow to find out bitch no we saw the post game we know what it was <laughs> but you're one yeah. nothing man and you're like we're going to take points from portland and even when you when you're tied up 1-1 you're still like we're going to take a point from portland okay you are okay with that and then all hell breaks loose and you just feel like i just stayed up till goddamn midnight jimmy i was like i stayed up till midnight yeah. watching a freaking soccer game that broke my heart that sucks
1: yeah it does suck i mean you wanted at least a draw out of this game because at least you know with a draw portland doesn't yeah. gain any points on you um
2: and i'm i'm the new twitter w- guy
1: by the way i'm the new twitter guy on away matches so y'all look out yeah. dan's gonna be uh, running our twitter on away matches especially when uh away matches overlap with usc football games and i have yeah. to <laughs> double screen them we're about uh, to get blocked by players <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i did have more than a few people tweet at me when i was I'm like back and forth tweeting about sporting and then all of a sudden i'm tweeting about usc football and people were incredibly confused they're like what is going on right now um, I noticed, like no one was
2: liking your USC tweets, and I was like Jimmy, because the US <laughs> the USC fandom in in the Kansas City area is not high. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I, I have cultivated a nice little sporting KC slash MLS following amongst my Twitter fans, and and my, right. my USC my USC followers are, are are not as as well cultivated. So um, <laughs> it was like me wearing wearing Chiefs stuff all the time in Chicago. wasn't There wasn't a whole lot of that up there. Yeah. Well, you know, sorry, not sorry. Um <laughs> But no, no this time. this game this game no God. <laughs> you don't get me started. Um, this game almost went off the rails in the ninth minute because originally Portland was awarded a penalty kick. Um Diego Valeri fired a shot from distance at the goal and yeah, that was it scary bounced off of Luis Martin's sort of like shoulder but it ended up going to video review the video assistant referee VAR signaled for a video review the referee went over looked at it to his credit very quickly and then overturned it and said no this is not a penalty and they ruled that um, it was incidental contact it was ball to arm it was not arm to ball Uh, Martin's uh, hand was not in an unnatural position his arm was not in an unnatural position Um, and so they waved it off I think it's obviously the correct call. What did you think?
2: No, yeah, definitely correct call.
1: Did you see Gio Savarese's halftime interview where he went just absolutely ballistic at the referees, saying that they blew not only one but two penalty calls?
2: Yeah, I did. I tweeted from the pod. I was like, ooh, his fines are going up like his blood pressure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think in this instance, you know, we've been fairly critical of... Uh, VAR plenty of times but you know this is one of those situations where it it worked how it's supposed to it was I thought the officiating was pretty good yeah it was a clear and obvious error they went to VAR signaled for the review he looked quickly he's like yep that's uh that's an error came back waved it off move on so hey I mean how many times is a losing team
2: well how many times is a losing team fans like well, officiating wasn't that bad really
1: i mean that's that's crazy yeah especially with pro and mls um but yeah i you know it is what it is um but i'm just glad they they overturned that that could have been disastrous yeah. if sporting went down 1-0 oh, in the God. first 10 minutes um you know 37th minute so uh did a little fancy dancing on the right side of the box and, and sent a shot in that went off of the left post <clears throat> excuse me um almost got a, a a nice little goal there um it might have been deflected but um you know he did what he could and then right before uh halftime uh diego valeri off of a corner kick um he he sent a, a cross in that was nearly deflected into goal and uh somehow i don't know how this one didn't come up as an own goal i think it was Beesler who kind of chest down right into Melia, but this one scared me i don't know if you remember this one or not i'm having but, some uh, troubles valeri sends a cross valeri sends a cross in and uh milia dove for it he missed it and and beisler um blocks the ball from getting over to evo Bise, and uh and it falls what right you, to Melia. but i i for a split what second thought him? that jeremy isn't it evo Bise? how hey, do you Bobacy. pronounce last name <laughs> abobacy you're making it too fancy you're like mama say mama say (laughs) mama um yeah bobacy there you go shows how much i've watched uh, sorry you probably just haven't heard anyone say his Um, name but yeah jeremy abobacy i haven't does that happen okay timeout. side tangent that happened that's got to happen to you though right where you like you see a name and you're like okay it's not like smith and you're like I think I might know how to pronounce it, but you and you might go a like a long time before you ever hear anyone actually pronounce it. So you convince yourself that's how Uh, it's pronounced, and then when you like finally hear somebody one day pronounce it, you're like, "Oh, I've been thinking this is wrong probably." And and it kind of happened like when the Cooligans would say
2: uh, Shallowy's name. I think they'd say like Shaloy or Saloy or something. And I think that's just because they never heard anyone say his name when he was doing good things. And I would always tweet at him in like the phonetic pronunciation and i remember them saying like oh be careful you got to say names right or dan Coozer's gonna fucking get you <laughs> damn straight <tree. laughs>
1: yeah i uh yeah no that's that happened that's happened to me a few times um but okay Ebobasi. yeah that's that's where uh now that i've been sufficiently um embarrassed with my misunderstanding of right. how to pronounce names Di- diego um, valerie right valerie. yeah the <laughs> Diego <laughs> Valeri. Um, now Valeri was was trying to cross to Abubasee, and, and Beasley got in there last second. But I just I thought it was an own goal, but it wasn't. So, um, the biggest I think missed opportunity of the game, though, and and this is one that I just I I don't oh, know boy. what in the world happened. Was after halftime. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know where I'm going. 61st minute, and uh, you know the Portland keeper Steve Clark pause one down there is a giant wide open goal daniel Shalloway is on the six yard line all you got to do is tap it in just tap, tap, tap it tap-a-roo. in as happy gilmore would say taparoo don't you want to go home and uh no it doesn't because daniel Shalloway sent it over the net somehow um dude could did he have enough
2: room to take a touch like could he have settled it real fast and slid it in or was it pretty tight
1: Maybe he could have probably slid it over to his left foot if he wanted to, but I mean he didn't necessarily know that. He didn't know who was closing in behind him, but Dude regardless, can't I don't buy
2: a goal, man. And I think I said, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you take. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. In uh in Shallowe's case. That's, quote. Yeah, that uh <laughs> that seems to be the case this season, no matter what he does, he cannot buy the goal um it's very odd bro he's um, like oh
2: for 41 or 42 now
1: yeah it, it, it's weird we had uh an email from uh one of our listeners um christopher rogers um oh from winnie the pooh and that's what i think every time i hear christopher rogers but that is christopher robin <laughs> um oh, okay <laughs> but he uh he was looking at american soccer analysis stats and um yeah, man. He uh Daniel Salley has uh, on the season an expected goals of 6.2. Um and of course he has zero goals, so that means his goal to expected goal ratio is -6.2, which is good enough for dead last in MLS. Um
2: Wait, was this is this your burner account because this guy sounds very analytical like you. Oh my God, I loved it when I
1: got this email. I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you did.
2: Yeah. You opened it up and somebody. you were like, our long lost brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, dude, I mean, his analysis is spot on. That's what I've been trying to tell people. You know, the other, he, he puts in here. The other thing of note is that, you know, um, Daniel Shallow's, uh expected goals are higher this year than they were last year. Um he severely outperformed his expected goals last year. Um this year he's severely underperforming his expected goals, but the advanced analytics show he's getting about the same sort of chances he was last year. He just outperformed them last year and way underperformed him this year. So Yeah, but know. where's he Take ranked
2: on expected handsomeness?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know that American Soccer Analysis has that in their interactive tables uh, yet. Get it together. So, get it together. Um, but you know, Jerso is not doing much better. Um, he has 4.3 expected goals on the year with only one goal. So that's minus 3.3, which is, uh, third worst in MLS. And, uh, Dom Dwyer is second worst at minus 3.4. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. So, I, I don't know what that means for Daniel Shalloway other than he's getting chances. He's just not finishing them. I think it maybe says, hey, keep him for another year and see if he can get his head right. See if this was a fluke year, especially since he's on a favorable contract. But I don't know. So that's, uh, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Christopher Rogers because I appreciated the the analytics email. So there you go. I dig it. I dig it. Um, Of course, 65th minute, that's when the game sort of turned on its head suddenly out of nowhere when Benny's shot that wasn't a shot curled uh, perfectly into the top left corner. Um, I don't know, was he trying to pass to Hurtado here? Is that what he was doing? No, I think you kind of see him look up and he sees Gerso at
2: like the back post. And I think he wanted to cross back post there and it just, just kind of sliced in, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess. Like Gerso stopped his run because he looked at that and he's like i'm not getting to that and i think he thought it might sail out and then uh i think steve clark thought it might sail out yeah i mean i don't think he could have gotten to it anyway and his reaction was pretty hilarious because he's kind of looking around then he like does like the like dismissive wave to benny because he's like are you like he knows that's not what benny meant to do um
2: benny's reaction was hilarious like he put both his hands over his mouth and was just like whatever
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you can't pass that off as that's what you meant to do. Come on, now. So, no, I think he's old enough
2: there. in his career to be like to to be honest about it and and just. But you know who cares? A goal's a goal. It doesn't go in the stat as like a, a pass. You know.
1: Yeah. Hell, yeah. it was up for it, goal uh, of the
2: week or cross of the week, however you want to look at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so one zero and sporting. Pretty much kept that for a while there was a scare in the 72nd minute when cloud d'elna's uh header bounced off of that stupid post over there by the timbers army that was a little scary um but then it came with uh jeremy ibobisi in the 83rd minute um i don't know i kind of felt like this one was was coming for a while it just it felt like the timbers were pressing, and they knew they needed to get a result, and Ibovesi just got left wide open on the back post, and he just taps it in, and, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I can't say I was surprised when that happened. Were you? Not
2: at all. I mean, it's, uh, I think Graham Smith even got a foot to it. I think he kind of
1: deflected it a tad. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it just felt like it was coming. But then, unfortunately, stoppage time, 94th minute, Valeri sends a cross, you know, over the top of the box from the left side, and Brian Fernandez is just kind of um, left, you know, not well marked. I don't know if it's Luis Martin's man, and he and Fernandez kind of box him out, but he gets right to that back post and heads it in, Super and it's 2-1, and then that's it. And you could tell Tim Melia just kind of took a knee after that ball went in, and he was like, he knew that might be it. So...
2: That hurts, man. That hurts. And you think, like, the season is all but over now. I mean, you still want to cheer. You still want to be out there supporting the guys. But it hurts. I mean, you still got to go to LA Galaxy this weekend. You got to go to Dallas at the end of the year. Hopefully you can crush Colorado at home. Hopefully you get Portland again when they come to our place. And then you got to go to Minnesota. Those are the last five games, man.
1: Yeah yeah I guess the one positive you can take from the game is felipe hernandez uh did check in made his debut um so he got a little bit of time in a tough place to play um Benny, like you said, you know admitted no I was crossing it um he also says I think I got hurt in the process also, so oh yeah, he did wh- come off right away yeah i don't I don't know really exactly what he did there, but um yeah, I, I, I mean, standings as they are now, like you said, Sporting are, are in ninth place. We've got five games to make up six points. Um, huge game on Sunday against the LA Galaxy um, at LA. That's uh, you know that's one that that is at this point it is a must win. There there is no room for error. Um, do you think they can get it done?
2: I don't know, man. I'm I'm real pessimistic now. I don't know what's going to happen. I think they can get it done, but they're really going to have to dig deep and, and grind out some wins. I mean, are you at the point where you need all five victories, or do you just need five victories and other
1: teams to do bad? Like, do you need help elsewhere as well? I mean, the projections that I'm seeing now are final playoff spot in the west is around 51 points that's that's 14 points above where we are now so that's winning all five games that's winning every single one getting up to uh to 52 and and then you hope that some other teams drop some points obviously if if everybody wins out then i mean that's not even mathematically possible but you know you got to win the rest of your games and, and just hope that a couple other things fall in the right place and then, and then maybe you can do it. But I think I saw, what was it, on, on American Soccer Analysis, they give sporting like a 4% chance of making the playoffs now or something. So. Oh, my God. I mean, they're, they're not mathematically out of it. But, like,
2: say, say you win all five games. Okay, that's 15 points. That puts you at 52. And the teams yeah. you will have beat, uh, uh, these ones are ahead of you. L.A., Dallas, and Portland are the closest ones you can catch. So as far as I'm concerned, you have to beat them.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, You know, it it starts on Sunday with the L.A. Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the
2: magic number? Was there a number that said, like, what number is going to get them into the playoffs? I mean, does 52 theoretically do it?
1: Yeah, I mean... there is a magic number. I don't know exactly how the formula works because it's it's pretty crazy in MLS. It's not as straightforward as other other leagues. The um the like the actual magic number, which is how many points you need to earn versus how plus how many points other teams need to drop. Um, but yeah, the projections I'm seeing are around 51 points. You know, give or take a half point or so, are the projected cutoff line for the playoffs in the West. So, I mean that that pretty much means you you have to win every single game from here on out. Um I mean and yeah, if you look at who LA has to play, they play us at home, then they play Montreal at home. They're not great away at RSL. That's tough. But then Vancouver at home, they're not great, and then away at the Houston Dynamo, they're not that great. So, you know, you got yeah, to hope They that- lose they lose against people they shouldn't lose against. I mean that is true. You got to hope that, you know, maybe somewhere along the way they falter. Um, you know, well, Dallas, that's maybe a little bit more might be a little bit more hope there. I mean, they got to play away little more hope. at sh- LA's got a game in Chicago. Hand. LA's got a game in hand. Yeah, but you know, you go you, you look at Dallas. They go away at Chicago, which Chicago's not great, but it's on the road. Away at Seattle that's going to be very tough for dallas home against nycfc it's home but nycfc is a really good team away at colorado which colorado is not great but it's on the road and then they finish out the season home against us sporting kc so dallas is the the team that we get the best chance at at catching
2: the mls geniuses must they must have known what they were doing when they set us up against dallas on decision day because if we if we roll and we run with this thing i'm not saying it's likely but it, we very much could be fighting for the seventh playoff spot with dallas on the last game of the I mean, season
1: it, yeah it's it's possible um it's crazy knows, man i hate
2: this i hate the stress it's coming down to the wire man and we we put ourselves in an a, a shithole of a position
1: yeah we did but you know this is uh this is what we did so gotta live with it um Let's get to a, a couple of questions here before there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Um, Drake Ewing said, if we do somehow get rid of Fontas and Johan Leaves and Namath doesn't come back, we should have a lot of money. Do you think Peter will make a big number nine signing or does he use that money on different positions? No, uh, I don't
2: know. Do, do we make number nine signings? That doesn't seem like a thing that we do.
1: Uh, you know, that's just, it's, here's the deal. Sporting KC hasn't not signed a number nine, a striker, because of lack of money. The, the The money is not the issue. It's just that Peter apparently has a very specific type of player in mind that he's looking for. There have been some, and I don't know any specific names, but there have been some that Sporting KC have pursued and attempted to sign and for one reason or another haven't been able to get the deal across the finish line, whether it's the club in Europe didn't want to let them go at that time, or something else happened at the last minute. Um, So they have tried to bring in some players, but I I don't think we can expect that, oh, suddenly we have money, we're going to get a striker. Money has not been the issue thus far. So, And if we let... If we let Johan go and and somehow get rid of Fontas, then yeah, I mean you got a lot more holes suddenly than just striker. You got a, you got midfield holes. You got you know holes on the wing potentially because Johan could play out there. You gotta you need some depth on the on the back line now. Um, yeah, there, there's this could be a very different roster next year. Um, I don't know. It's weird because who knows what'll happen
2: so lots lots to think about I, I hate that we're going to that point now though i just I, I hate to say that it's over man i can't accept the truth
1: however <laughs> if we lose
2: against la <laughs> galaxy i think truth. it really is over
1: uh, oh i mean for sure at this point it's it's win or go home it's it's the playoffs now i mean if if you're lose and, and you're gonna be out there's no way that we can drop any more points so and then uh, then
2: you see some Juan Cousin, Juan Camal, some Tyler Freeman, uh, some Zendejas and Eric Dick. I mean, that's kind of where we go, probably.
1: Early vacay for okay. those other guys. I mean, that's that was going to be you know, the next question that I wanted to ask you, which I've seen some people ask on, on Twitter as well, is, okay, let's say we drop this game against the Galaxy and it's pretty much done So, I mean, do you just start putting in, yeah, Juan Cousin and, and Felipe Hernandez and, and Buzio and Jalen Lindsey and just see what happens, get them experience cuz why not? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um I don't know. We'll see what happens. So um just sucks, but it is what it is and you know, if Sporting KC's playoff run ends at 9 years, then so be it, and we come back next year uh, with a vengeance, hopefully. So, I've seen a couple uh, analysts say that they think that's what'll happen. This uh, this will end the run, and Sporting KC will regroup, and we'll come back next year, and we'll be strong. So, who knows? But
2: I'm not. I'm not anyway, fan. I mean, I I think there will be a huge bounce back. That's for sure. I mean, we will be a contender next year for sure.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. Um, there were a couple other MLS uh, tidbits that I want to get to um, before we talk about uh, a little U.S. men's national team. Um, did you see the report that David Beckham has reached out to Lionel Messi about joining Inter Miami? Because that's oh, a thing. Wonderful.
2: That's a dumb thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't like it.
2: I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean how How crazy would that be dude like
1: it just doesn't seem like is now the right time for him to come to m l s uh i mean I don't know that it would be this year, but um you know there <laughs> there is a release clause in uh in messi's contract which runs through june of twenty twenty one um you know it says. He can leave Barcelona for free in June because Messi will be thirty three by then. So this is probably you know a, a midsummer signing next year if that's what Messi wants. <laughs> if Messi were to leave Barcelona before June, it would cost the club seven hundred and seventy three million dollars. So my my guess is uh, David Beckham and Miami are not looking at anything before June. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. It's crazy. I mean, it would be it would be a huge name obviously for mls if Messi came but right i mean dude he could probably play in mls till he was 40 he'd be like the tom (laughs) brady of mls goalkeeper status man tim howard shit (laughs) yeah i mean he's he's still doing it at the highest levels over in europe so i don't think he'd have any problem doing just fine in mls even if he was older uh well we'd take
2: him that's for sure (laughs)
1: yeah get them to pinnacle and then maybe peter can sell them on it i don't know if peter can convince them to get sporting fit though we'll see right um the other big rumor is that sacramento republic is on the verge of being announced as the next expansion club for mls so just working out a few uh final details from what i heard the last few details were trying to just sort of figure out um what sort of like the the homegrown rights would be for sacramento versus like san jose and, and some of the other california clubs but once they they figure that out which shouldn't be too terrible then uh yeah we got another mls club oh. have you been so. to sacramento i have it's been a while but i, I yeah. used to go there Could um, be a fun, it's an fun old little town trip sacramento yeah got a cool train museum if you're into trains oh so
2: i've never been to san jose yeah. either i'd love to go to both those places uh,
1: for a game, yeah, I've heard of is It's a very cool stadium. So in San Jose, uh, but yeah, Sacramento, another California team, probably means more nine thirty start times for uh, Sporting KC games when we play them. So yeah, no kidding, that'll be fun. It's the um, worst.
2: Speaking of that, we got another one at nine o'clock this Sunday against LA. Man, that's on a Sunday, and I and I hear you guys talking about how you want to no other no other pub uh, or no other pod meetup. Uh, or you know, watch party, and I and then Chip, Chip, you son of a bitch! I saw you say, well, "How about this Sunday?" There's a game. Yeah, Chip, games at nine. <laughs> you try to be out and about at eleven on a work night? Get the hell yeah, out of here. That's
1: that's gonna be tough. That's that one's gonna be tough. I don't. Um, I love the enthusiasm, but I hate the idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll try to figure out something. Maybe maybe at one of the the uh, the last few home games, we'll see if we can't get out there a little early and do like a little tailgate thing again and. And we'll see how it goes with the the final away games. You know, if uh, if Sporting's in it on decision day, and there's a chance that you know we we can work our way in with a victory over Dallas, maybe we'll try to work something out then too. But um, yeah, Sunday's going to be a little tough. Uh, yeah, it'd be crazy. So, but I like where but your heads we do at appreciate you the guys, enthusiasm. I like where your heads at? Yes, sir. Um, and then lastly, before we talk about U.S. men's national team. Uh, I don't know. Are you Are you into? I don't I don't know if you are, but are you into FIFA at all? The video game.
2: Yeah, I I get it every year, and I've decided I will no longer be getting it when it comes out because it always goes half price on Black Friday. So
1: why not just wait? That is true. That, well, see, then you're you're far behind on Ultimate Team. So. So what? I don't, I don't even Ultimate play that. Guy.
2: All I played um, last time was I, like that career mode with Alex Hunter.
1: i didn't play ultimate team until this year and i am all about ultimate team now so i'm very excited But i got to be the dude's sister i got to go to the women's world cup man it was crazy (laughs) well there you go um but they did release fifa 20 ratings for sporting kc players Uh, well for a lot of players but sporting kc's fifa 20 ratings are out so do you want to guess as to who according to FIFA 20 ratings is sporting Casey's best player
2: oh God is it Johnny Russell
1: it is not Johnny Russell whoa okay give me two it more is... guesses
2: give me two more guesses okay it's not Johnny Russell that's that's nuts uh is am I in the right am I in the right position nope I'm not even in the right position oh my god is it is it
1: Zesie or bees nope who is it it's Felipe. Second oh, year in a of row. Course. Felipe Gutierrez. He, uh, he's he the is guy ranked. that does he,
2: things and he gets no credit. Yeah. No one gives him the verbal credit.
1: Perfect proof. Yeah, he's a sev- 75, which is what he was last year. So he's a, a, they, they don't think he's gotten better. <laughs> but he's an overall 75 who is um, the best player for Sporting KC. Ilya is a 74 at number two. That's what he was last year. Johnny Russell is also a 74. He's improved by two. He was a 72 last year. Gerso is a 73. And then Tim Melia rounds out the top five um, at a 73, which is dumb because he was a 74 last year, so I think Tim's gotten noticeably worse. Um,
2: (laughs) By one point on a video game. Come on.
1: Do you want to guess who um, FIFA thinks has gotten the most worse on Sporting KC? From 19 to 20. Shalloway? <laughs> <laughs> where is, what is Daniel? Um, weirdly, they left Daniel at a 70. He was a 70 last year. He's a 70 this year. So, um, but Daniel has, oh no. Okay, so Jalen Lindsay has the most potential, if you will, which is like what they could work their way up to um, at an 81. Shalloway number two at 79. So, hmm. they still they still like shallow in FIFA. But no, the uh, the player who has gotten um, the most worse year over year, Andreu Fontes. He fell 4 points from a 75 to a 71. So, ah, okay. Sucks to suck. Do you play this but... on Xbox or do
2: you play a PlayStation?
1: Xbox. I'm an oh, Xbox God.
2: guy. Why have we never Oh, I don't have Xbox Live anymore. I got rid of that dude cuz I stopped playing online.
1: Do you want to guess who the best MLS player in FIFA is.
2: Carlos Vela? Ibrahimovic?
1: It's Zlatan. It's Zlatan? Is it's Zlatan?
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. He is the 100th best player in FIFA. He's an 85 overall. But he is the only MLS player to crack the top 100 rated players in FIFA 20. So, yeah, pretty, I don't know. Pretty I dumb. haven't seen what, uh, what Vela or Joseph Martinez's uh, ratings are, but... Zlatan's number one. So. Interesting
2: little tidbits there.
1: But let's uh before we wind out here, let's talk a little bit about the US men's national team. Did you mm. watch this unfortunate game against Mexico on Friday? I did.
2: I did. It was uh it started well and then ended poorly.
1: Yeah, the you know it's there were things about the lineup that I liked. I liked seeing Cannon get the start. I like seeing Dest get the start. Um, there were things about the lineup I did not like. I, I didn't like seeing Will Trap and Jossie's artists in there because I don't know why we need to see Will Trap and Jossie's artists anymore because we know what they are and they're not good enough. I don't know why Alfredo Morales is in there because he's like 29 years old and he's not going to be the future of our midfield. Um, it's just you know, this, we're we not going to go through goal by goal or anything, but the goals that we gave up were not good goals. Like, they were, they were just awful mistakes that were given up, and, and Mexico just looked like they're another level compared to what we are, and I'm just incredibly frustrated with, I know Greg Berhalter has a system that he's trying to implement, but you got to play to what your players strengths are right now. And they just looked awful trying to play out of the back. And it directly led to at least one, if not multiple goals for Mexico. And so I just, I'm more frustrated than almost ever at this point. I don't know. Are are, are you, wh- where is your head at related to the U S men's national team at this point?
2: My head's not, not great at all, dude. It's the uh, same, same. It's been for a while. It's, it's, it's getting stagnant and boring, and I don't know. I don't know what to say about it.
1: I mean, I don't know why. I know Timothy Weah is is injured. He cannot be in there right now. But, like, Josh Sargent needs to be starting in there at, at striker, which I know against Uruguay uh, tonight in St. Louis, when we're recording this on Tuesday, he is starting. Um, so that's good, but... I don't need to see Jossie Zardis in a U.S. Men's National Team jersey anymore. But like, also on Tuesday night, Brad Guzan and Tim Ream were starting. Why are they starting? What is that going to teach us about the 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 future of the U.S. Men's National Team? We're right. not part of the, the point future. Of yeah, and, and especially because after after the the loss against Mexico, Greg Berhalter said, "Quote from my perspective." And you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm happier about this game than the Gold Cup final. Because in the Gold Cup final, all we did was play the ball long, and that was our only solution. And now, at least, we try to play the way that we're envisioning. And I'm just like, Greg, what are you talking about? Yeah, shut up, Greg. How can you look at a 3-0 loss on your home soil to your biggest rival and be like, good. It's good. I like what I see. So I just I don't know. If you're gonna say that we're building for the future, then you can't you can't be then turn around to the very next game start Tim Ream. So it just sucks. Um But did you did you see Paxton call Um maybe had a little bit of uh, a little bit of shade for Jossi Zardis. I don't know. Did you see this on MLS soccer dot com today?
2: I did see that, yeah. A little bit of shade indeed, He's, I think.
1: Yeah, so Jossie, he didn't mention Jossie by name, but Jossie is is twenty eight years old, and 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 Call, um started talking about you know, yeah, we have youth, but at the same time we have youth that are playing at a high level. Josh Sargent is getting Bundesliga minutes as opposed to a twenty eight year old who might be playing in a league not at that high of a level. Whether you're twenty <laughs> or twenty eight, if you do the job, then you deserve the opportunity. So, Joss well, there fighting. you have it shots fired makes me wonder if there's a little bit of a divide between the younger guys and the older guys in that locker room but i don't know man this uh it's kind of sucks and it's only two years until we uh hopefully are in cutter for the 2022 world cup well i guess three years now because it's weird um winter world cup because oh, it's so yeah. hot over there but
2: it'll be women or not women winter yeah
1: i don't know it's just man this this is a real bummer and i hope that they can figure it out but we'll see so i don't even know what the score is of the game right now i haven't i haven't looked i know they're playing uruguay um but you know maybe we'll talk a little bit about that uh more next week once we come back so i'm i was kind (sighs) of looking i don't i don't
2: see a score and uh I just have an update zero zero that Antonio Brown has been accused of sexual assault and rape, so that's cool.
1: Oh my god, what? That story never ends. Holy hell. Are you serious? Yeah.
2: Three three separate counts? That's uh, it's pretty crazy.
1: That dude, man. Yeah, he's something else. I don't even else. know what it... He's Jesus, actually okay. on my well, fantasy team, so,
2: uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I'll be getting any points out of him this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This is, um, man. Okay, well, there you go. On that note, <laughs> um, <laughs> do, uh, do you, do you have anything else sporting KC or soccer related for our fine listeners?
2: Nope. I don't think so. We just gotta, we gotta keep rolling and, uh. Hopefully, take care of business in LA on Sunday.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do what we can, and you know we'll be up, and and it's an away game, so probably Dan will be uh, tweeting from no other pod, but we'll uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it. We might have a special interview guest next week as well, so we're trying to work that out. We're not going to give away who it is, but if we get who we want, you're not going to want to miss it because it should be pretty cool. So little teaser there, little teaser yeah so anyway y'all um thank you so much for listening and sticking with us even when the team's not doing that well um this is a great outlet for us to get our frustration out and hopefully you know hearing us talk about it um is a nice little outlet for you guys as well um as always follow us on twitter tweet us at no other pod at dan at jc max 03 let us know what you're thinking you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod send us an email nootherpod@gmail.com um leave us a rating and a review on on uh, Apple Podcasts so but yeah we just love to hear from you guys and and uh we'll we'll get through this together <laughs> even if it doesn't seem like it at times <laughs> um anyway uh thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week hopefully with another victory pod but until then he's Dan I'm Jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya Don't forget to smell your gas. You might like it.